Welcome to all of you, and welcome to all who are listening on Torah Anytime and other platforms. Please press the follow button to receive updates of our shiurim, and please share this share with at least two friends. When we find ourselves in dire circumstances, when there is a grim prognosis, it seems like there is no way forward. That deep, dark pit. There is one recourse. Says Ramchal, it is called Kivoy. Kivoy, literally meaning hope, says Ramchal, means when things seem hopeless, there is a deepest form of bitachen. A deep reservoir of courageous faith when you stare down the grim circumstances and you say, Hashem, I am a Makava. I place my hope in you and therefore I will overcome these circumstances which I am staring down. Ramchal believes the Koach of Kivoy, the power of this hope, is so potent, it's almost magical. He explains that the word kivoy comes milashon kav, a line. There is a direct line all the way up to Hashem, from the individual who is makava all the way up. So therefore he or she can transcend their dire circumstances and ascend that line right up to Hashem and thereby escape the seemingly incarcerating negative conditions. Ramchal proceeds to give a haftacha, a promise, which is no longer, no short of, nothing short of remarkable. He says that in our final or, su- or subsequent stage of consciousness, on the other side, after 120, even someone who has not done a complete tshuva, who therefore might feel vulnerable to Gehenna, he says if they were a Makava, if they place their hope in Hashem, they are immune. They are inoculated from no less than Gehenna because they are like this with Hashem through Kivoy. And that immunizes them from anything. They are above it all. This concept, the magic of Kivoy, of hope, I would like to develop from one of the Birchas Yaakov, one of the blessings which Yaakov gives the Shvatim in this week's parsha, and that is the bracha of the tribe of Don. It says regarding Don, Don Yadinamo, Don will take revenge on behalf of his people. Yehi Don Nachash, he is like a snake. Hanoshechikvesos, who bites. The hoof of the rye of the hoof of the horse, and the be, and the rider falls backwards. In other words, this is a surreptitious attack. A snake creeps up on the hoof of the horse, bites the horse, inserts its venom. Horse falls, rider falls, and the aggressor comes tumbling down. And this blessing to Don concludes: Lishuascha kivisi Hashem, Hashem. I am the Kava. I place my hope in your redemption. 
Here we have the concept of Kivli of hope vis-a-vis Don. Now let's understand why in context. He is talking about, a Yaakov Avinu in, the, in this bracha is talking about, a Jewish people in dire circumstances. They need a Savior who will take revenge for them. Don Yadinamo. And even the Savior, even this force, is not in a position to attack the aggressor head on. The best he could do is a backhanded, back, through the back door type of attack because Claudius is in a difficult circumstance. We're really not able to deal with our enemy. We, so to speak, have two hands behind our own back, tied behind our own back. We are seemingly defenseless. But we find backdoor ways, like the snake biting the rider's hoof, as a means of getting to that mighty rider on top and breaking him down. It is in that context we should Because how does Claudius find the tenacity, the courage, the resilience to reassert themselves against such an enemy, such an enemy who hovers high above them? It is through the power of Kivoy, the power of this hope, that we find recourses which we did not know exist. We find an ability to attack even an overpowering enemy through out-of-the-box Yiddish cup techniques or at times Yiddish brute techniques, even in a gullus sort of situation. This explanation takes all this tracing of the entirety of the bracha to done. Through the power of Kivoy hope, we can take on an overpowering enemy through the back door. Takes an added poignancy when we study the Midrashic interpretation to this blessing, as cited by Rashi, who explains this is a reference to the descendant of Don Shimon, uh, Shimshon, Shimshon Hagibar. That Shimshon Hagibar loses his strength after he he falls prey to the cunning Delila, he loses his purity as a Nazir. He has no more spiritual strength and hence no more physical prowess. And he is incarcerated by the Plishtim, captured by the Plishtim. He is brought in in front of a jeering crowd in a large edifice, a large building. And by the way, I do have to note parenthetically that Shimshon Hagibar, the previously mighty Jew, now held hashted by Palishtim, which in modern parlance is translated as Palestinian, is eerie to talk about as we think of Achenu B'nai Yisrael, the hostages. And he too was abused, physically defaced by the Palishtim. They knock out his two eyes, he's blind. And he calls out to Hashem, please, Hashem, give me back the strength one more time. And miraculously, the strength returns. He places his hand on two pillars, knocks them down, and he dies, but along with him, all the thousands of plishtim, all the thousands of enemies in the building. Well, that scene, Chazal see as the fulfillment of the bracha done. He is only able to attack through the back door, pulling down the two pillars with him. But it is a fulfillment of this blessing. Well, this is such a powerful imagery of everything we described. 
Shimshon is down and out. He's captured. He is this hopeless hostages, hostage, mocked and jeered at. And he's spiritually vulnerable as well. He fell to Philistine women. He fell prey to their cunning exploits. He's lost his purity of Naziris. He's down and out. But one thing he does have, he has the power of Kivli, the power of hope. A Jew always has the power of Kivli hope to transcend even hopeless circumstances, be they physical, be they spiritual, be they even personal failings and skeletons in the closet. Powerful to develop a narrative in the Chumash and develop the Midrashic interpretation from it. We appreciate that this Midrash regarding this Midrash, Midrashic linkage to Shimon brings out the Pshuto, the simple meaning of the verse, in a gripping, powerful way, what Kivli is all about. Hope amidst dire circumstances, a hope which is almost magical. As with every Torah true discovery, discovery begots more discovery. I want to take this understanding of Shevet Don as the Shevet of Kivli hope and link it back to the very source of their existence, their forefather, Dun, the person himself, whose very name from the word Yadin, as in taking justice, taking revenge for his people, seems to foreshadow this bracha of Yaakov. Well, I want to develop from his birth that he and his entire tribe is endowed with the ability to find tenacity, kivoy, amidst hopeless circumstances. The Chumash describes in Parshas Vayetze, Rachel Imenu is fitfully struggling to bear a child. She has the deathly despair of infertility. Will I ever be a mother? Coupled with the stigmatization, she has been reduced and rendered second fiddle in this house. Leah, her sister, is producing children. She is not. And Rachel Imenu reaches out to Yaakov Avinu and says, give me children. And Yaakov does not provide her with the empathy she's looking for. He says, am I instead of God? Am I instead of Hashem? You have to do this yourself. You have to dive in yourself. And Leah says, okay, I will give you my maidservant, Billa. I will have at least a surrogate child, so to speak. And that is when Dun is born. And Rachel names the surrogate child born from the union of Yaakov and her maidservant, Billah. She names him Dun. Says Rashi, Dun, from the word judgment, Donani v'chivani, Donani v'zikani. Hashem, initially you judged me harshly. I didn't have any children. Now you are judging me a bit more favorably. I'm having at least a surrogate child. Let's understand that the entire power of pushing forward amidst hopeless circumstances. The personality trait of Shevet Don comes poignantly to life in this passage regarding Don's birth. Rachel Imenu is down and out. She does not even have the trust and the confidence of her, the most intimate of all partners, her husband Yaakov. She does not have any way, so to speak, any straight path to success. Only like her descendant Shimshon, or, or Don's descendant Shimshon, through the back door, surrogate child, imperfect, 
but imperfect as it is, she says his name is done. His name is a child of success through justice, through Midas Hadin. Originally, there was a din against us. We were down and out. But now, our fortunes boomerang. And she finds solace and comfort even in an imperfect solution of a surrogate child, seeing it as an act of profound resistance amongst, amidst hopeless circumstances. Well, coupling this, this Rachel narrative about done with the Birchas Yaakov about done, the moving forward with resilience and tenacity amidst hopeless circumstances, and tracing in the counterpart narrative of Birchas Yaakov that it is Hashem, I think we could draw through inference what is empowering Rachel Imenu's hope as well. Even when she is abandoned, stigmatized not only by the household as the barren old maid, but even unsympathized with by her intimate partner by Yaakov, she moves forward and accepts whatever degree of bracha she could find and moves on because she has a power of kivoy. But I want to take this even further. When we have a power of kivoy, hope amidst hopeless circumstances, we are not only victims, we are victors. We have a certain strength looking down our grim circumstances. Because Don, in turn, has a son named Chushan. He only had one son. His brother Shvatim were bearing many children. He only has one son. And the Chumash actually says very interestingly in last week's parsha, Ubinei Don Chushim, the sons of Don. Well, it's only Chushim. We show him note the plural. The sons of Don are Chushim, as though the, the Pasuk is accentuating. What should be many sons is only one son, Chushim. So first of all, the Chumash is accentuating the disappointment Don only has one son. Moreover, we know that Hushim was disabled. Hushim was deaf. So here, Don's son is compromised. And he's one son and he's handicapped. But Don, I believe, with his tribe's mita of kivoy, of hope, pushes forward because this son, Hushim, is not only successful, he sears more children than arguably any other Jew, because we see in the census when Kal Yisrael leaves Mitzrayim, Shevet Don has the second to most populous census. Clearly this Hushim sears many children, and not only ch children. He is an extremely successful person despite his disability. The name Hushim, which means Hush, sense, Remarkably, despite his physical disability, he can't hear words, audible words, but he has a certain hush, he has a certain sense of things, innate sense of things. And he uses this koach to him and Klal Yisrael's advantage. As we see in the story, and I will make quick reference to this in the story, Chazal tell us also regarding this week's parasha of Ayechi. When Yaakov Avinu is... Yaakovinu's funeral. Yaakov is about to be buried. And old Asaph puts up a fight. I want the burial plot for myself. And the Shvatim try to argue legal rights to him. He's not budging. Well, Hushim, who can't hear any of the spoken word, he loses patience and he says, who is this rogue villain who's preventing the burial of Grandpa, of Yaakov? And Hushim knocks out Asaph. The power of this scene is... 
everyone with all of their kohashmiya, with all their power of hearing, is is focused on audible word. But you know, sometimes audible word can actually be misleading. Sometimes there are visceral truths. Like the emperor has new clothes, has no clothes, but no one's no one's focusing on that. Everyone's falling prey to the glib words being spoken and the words of diplomacy, right? Think about some of the talk going on in the Israel Hamas conflict there presently, where there's very glib words on the other side, but they're distorting fundamental existential truths like who's in the right, who's in the wrong. Right? Hushem, right? Doesn't hear any of that, but he has a power of hush, he has a power of innate sense. This is Yaakov's place to be buried. We don't negotiate with terrorists, right? In this part, in this part of the world, then and now alike, weakness invites attack. Bam! Yaakov is buried with dignity because of Hushim. Hushim, not despite his disability, but working with his disability, has a certain innate hush that makes him successful. I believe that trait of hush, both his ability to be successful, searing many children despite disability, and both his power of hush, of innate sense of things, which is even powerful and more primal than so-called healthy people, fits right in to the greater character of his tribe of a shaven. Don has this ability that even when we seem down and out, we shall overcome through clinging to deep hope, deep kivuy and Hashem, which in turns empowers us in our own personal resistance. So here we have developed as a whole from the birth of Don and the Rachel story to the Birchas Yaakov vis-a-vis the Shimshon story to their descendant, Chushim, Don now, the Shevet, the personality of the Shevet, is weaves together magnificently as a cohesive tapestry, and in turns inspires all of us. Life is hard. It's a big job living this life. We all have struggles. We all have setbacks. Sometimes we find ourselves in grim circumstances. But as Ramchal teaches, and we have, de- and likewise we have developed this evening from Shevet Dun, we can dig deep into that reservoir of tenacity and courage called Kivoy Ba'ashem Hashem. I place my hopes in you, so I shall overcome. May we all be Zoha to triumph, experience the triumph of Kivoy, the magic of hope in Hashem. Thank you very much. Please press the follow button to receive ongoing updates of our shiurim, and please share this shiur with at least two friends.